Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Victory Monday in Duval. Welcome into Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in on this glorious Victory Monday. Love it. Great performance by the Jaguars. Comeback victory down 17 in the second quarter. Jaguars come back 27-3 run against the Raiders in Week 9 to get off the schneid. They were on a five-game losing streak. That is now over. They're now on a one-game winning streak. They're going to try to continue that as they move forward. The road ahead is difficult. We'll worry about that a little bit later on in the week. Right now, we're going to talk about this game Provided some instant analysis yesterday immediately following the game. Now we're taking a little bit of a deeper dive looking at some of the top takeaways from this Jaguars performance. There will be some overlap from yesterday, but a little bit of a deeper dive. Went back and rewatched it multiple times, looked at the offense, looked at the defense. We're going to dive into all of it here. Um, And thank you so much for tuning in. Like to remind you, follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe on YouTube as well. You can also hit that notification bell so you don't miss a show on here. I got to start it off with Dewan Smoot, right? This is a feel-good story. A guy who's been around in Jacksonville for a long time um, and has been a steady rotational pass rusher for these Jaguars for the last four years, uh, bottom line. But Over the last two weeks, he's been playing the best football of his life. Three and a half sacks in the last two games. Two sacks in this one. Um, Had a a big one early on the first drive of the game and then had had a big one late as well to kind of um, help the Jaguars seal that victory against the Raiders yesterday. So we've got Murray's trying to come hang out with us right now. She can say hi to everyone. Hello. (laughs) Hello. She's having a little bit of a, a hangover this Monday. Tired from all the celebrations on Sunday with the Jaguars earning a victory. But getting back to Dewan Smoot. If he can sustain this level or close to it, talking about, again, three and a half sacks in two games, he's obviously not going to do that every week, every two weeks. But he's playing good football. He's creating pressure. He leads the Jaguars in sacks. Um, he's been timely with his sacks this year. And he's been rushing primarily from the interior, as we all know. Him and Arden Key kind of come in on that lightning package, whatever you want to call it, where you have those quick, speedy interior rushers that the uh, offensive guards have have a tough time dealing with with their length and athleticism. But seeing Dewan Smoot go out there and play the way he has, he's in a contract year. Right now he's making $5 million per year. The guy's 27. He's going to be 28 next offseason. In the prime of his career, how much is he going to cost? Like whether it's for the Jaguars or for for another team out there, uh, Dewan Smoot again five sacks already. If he ends the season with seven, eight, nine sacks, what's he going to command? 
And it's not like this is a one-off season where he hasn't done this at all in the past. He's had at least five sacks each of the last four years, including this year. So this is a, a player you can bring in as a rotational guy. Does a team view him as someone that can be beyond rotational? Someone that can be a mainstay on their defensive front? We're going to find out next offseason. But for now, it's it's just exciting to see Dewan Smoot playing at this high of a level. Um, he's a guy that has been here since his rookie year. Uh, he's he's worked hard. He's grown as a player. He's gone through different coaching staffs, different regimes, and just kept his uh, kept his axe to the grindstone and kept getting after it. And so for him to have three and a half sacks in two games, really something else for him. Arden Key, who the Jaguars brought in this year, who also is on a one year deal right now. Um, he had some critical pressures in this game as well. He helped Smoot get that first sack. Arden Key was actually the one that created the interior pressure on that first sack of the game. And then Derek Carr had to move up in the pocket, move towards the line of scrimmage, and uh, Dewan Smoot was able to clean that up. You also had a third and two late in the game in the fourth quarter where Arden Key was able to um, get really quick pressure on Derek Carr and force an incompletion. So for those two players to be playing how they are now over the last couple weeks, it's it's been a big factor in the Jaguars playing better football overall, in my opinion. Um, but where was that during the middle of the year or, or during that stretch of losses? I'm really not sure why the Jaguars – Pass rush has been so inconsistent this year. You also look at Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen. Both of those guys created some pressure in this one and did some nice things. Trayvon's chased down the field. He chased Foster Moreau down the field from about 30 yards away. That was awesome to see for Trayvon Walker. Um, but neither guy really got it going in the pass rush department in this game, which is frustrating to see. Josh Allen saw a couple chips and double teams. But nothing crazy. He really just did not create a whole lot of pressure. He did a good job, um, I think, kind of getting to the point where you need to bend around the edge. But then then at that point, it just wasn't happening. So a uh, little bit disappointing for Josh Allen. But he made some plays of his own, no doubt. And Trayvon Walker, he did have a, uh, have a quarterback hit on Derek Carr in the first quarter that should have or could have led to a Devin Lloyd INT, but Devin Lloyd couldn't quite um, haul that one in, couldn't quite corral it. But still, um, you'll want to see a little bit more from Trayvon and Josh in the pass rush department. They're fortunate. Um, Arden Key and Dewan Smoot picked up the slack in this one, and, and even Devin Lloyd did as a blitzer. But uh, yeah, they'll need Trayvon and Josh to to play better specifically in the pass rush department. I think against the run, they're both fine, you know, in pursuit, chasing down ball carriers. They're both doing a good job, but you want to see a little bit more pass rush. Trevor flipping sides of the ball. Trevor Lawrence. He was unbelievable after the first couple drives, right? He had the pitch that was a little bit behind Jamichael hasty. That was disappointing. He had the slant on a third down to Evan Ingram. That was a little behind Evan Ingram. Again, a little disappointing there. After that, it was like a flip switch for Trevor Lawrence and he was money again. Uh, just one of the most efficient games you'll see from a quarterback in Jaguars history. And it was beyond efficiency. It wasn't just like he was sitting there in the pocket and, and uh, dissecting, which he did do a fair amount of that, but there was a lot of moving outside of the pocket, throwing on the run, using different arm angles, 
Um, and his pocket presence, unbelievable. His pocket movement was unbelievable. His evasion was uh, a sight to behold in this one. Kept evading, evading rushers in the backfield and escaping and picking up, picking up big chunks of yardage with his legs. Uh, so it was the total package from Trevor Lawrence. Throwing the ball from within the pocket, reading the defense, uh, throwing with some anticipation, and kind of de- uh, manipulating defenders with his eyes at times. And then you saw his athleticism out on the move, whether he was getting out of the pocket to throw it downfield or uh, using his legs to pick up yardage by himself. It was just a, a banner day for Trevor Lawrence, who the stats don't even really show how impressive he was. I mean, he was slinging it. The darts he was throwing all over the field, pinpoint accuracy for most of this game for Trevor Lawrence. It was really really fun to watch, especially on a second watch. You know the result. You're not stressed about it anymore. You're just watching, seeing how it all went down. And Trevor just was perfect in the second half. Unbelievable. The one incompletion in the second half on third down, the pass was batted at the line. So it was just a banner day for Trevor. And, you know, I know there's still going to be people out there that are down on Trevor Lawrence. They don't think he's the answer. They don't think he can be elite. I think you've seen it now four or five times this year in a brand new offense with, with receiving core that still, I think, leaves a bit to be desired. You've seen Trevor go out and show why, why this coaching staff is so high on him, why I'm so high on him, why I thought he was one of, one of the two best quarterback prospects I've ever seen. Uh, since I started doing scouting in 2018, Trevor was fantastic. And uh, I think seeing him make a couple mistakes early on and then being able to recover from those and not only recover, but just play lights out, it was awesome. Awesome to see. Travis, Travis Etienne, another player, fantastic performance. I know he only averaged 3.9 yards a carry, but it was a steady dose of Travis Etienne this entire day. He was one of the catalysts for this Jaguars offense. 3.9 yards of carry, I mentioned. Over 100 yards rushing for the third straight game. A touchdown in three straight games. He picked up two touchdowns in this one. And over 100 total yards in four straight games. So Travis Etienne, he's really getting the job done at a high clip. And you see him running with power inside the tackles. You see him obviously in space. He's a menace, really difficult to deal with for opposing defenders. It, it was a great day for him despite only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. And this is a player you got to continue to build around if you're Jacksonville. Continue feeding him the ball, especially in key situations. Jamal Agnew. He was able to get back after missing a couple weeks with that knee injury. He didn't do do too much on offense. They were using him primarily on special teams, which is why the Jaguars signed him in the first place prior to the 2021 season. But he had a 52-yard kickoff return to open the second half, which was obviously huge, putting them in good field position there. Also had a 13-yard punt return where I think he made like five or six people miss. Um, so it was good to see Jamal Agnew looking like you know, special teams ace, like one of the best returners in the game, Jamal Agnew in this one. Very happy to see it. Speaking of players that are normally special teams contributors, and he was today, Dewey Winger, you got to give him credit. Um, he played a hell of a game on special teams and then 
Rayshon Jenkins went down in the fourth quarter and Dewey had to step in and, and step in. He did. He brought energy. He was making tackles, making a lot of plays. And you could just tell that, that he brought um, some intensity to that football field for that defense late in the game that this is Jaguars team that late in games, they have not had that intensity in the fourth quarter. And Dewey wasn't the only one bringing it, but he certainly felt like one of the big reasons that defense was able to continue to play well throughout the fourth quarter. Uh, Devin Lloyd, I mentioned him early, almost had that interception um, in the first quarter on the second drive, but he played a big part in this one throughout. Um, from, From getting hits on Derek Carr to making tackles in pursuit to being tight end coverage. I mean, he had to cover Hunter Renfro, Foster Moreau, different players, uh, to then sealing the deal at the end of the game on the lateral. Foster Moreau was trying to throw it back, and uh, Devin Lloyd, a lot of people called that an interception. It was really a fumble recovery because it was on a lateral. But whatever you want to call it, it was a forced turnover for Devin Lloyd. He now has three forced turnovers in 2022 and should have a couple more, right? Um, uh, Foya Lewican couple weeks ago, picked up a rough in the passer after Devin Lloyd had picked off a pass. And then in this one, like I mentioned, uh, he just missed a first quarter interception where Trayvon Walker was bearing down on Derek Carr. And so Devin Lloyd, he's been around the football consistently. He's been making plays consistently. It's been, there's been some rocky roads during his rookie year for sure. It hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows, but for the most part, this is a rookie playing at a really high level a first-round pick that the Jaguars traded up for, and and getting what they're getting out of him has been really awesome, and he had a great game in this one, I thought. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Getting back to special teams, Logan Cook, how about it? Three punts for 163 yards. He averaged 54 yards a punt. He was absolutely knocking the crap out of that ball with his right leg and He's a guy that you know you don't talk about every week because he is the punter, but Logan Cook, just a model of consistency on this football team, and he's been one of their best players for a long time, continued to show that against the Raiders. Talking about some of the Raiders' issues, I just cannot get past what happened to Devontae Adams in the second half. And part of that was the Jaguars doing a better job trying to take him away kind of adjusting a bit. I thought I thought Mike Caldwell did adjust a little bit to that one with some different coverages. But then it was also just like players like Tyson Campbell, players like Foy Aluakun, um, and Andre Sisco just 
tightening up and Darius Williams as well. They tightened it up. They played with more intensity in the second half, but then you've got Devonte just dropping some uncharacteristic passes. It was like he got frustrated and then didn't really, didn't really play like himself in the second half. It was really weird to see because normally you're used to see the Jaguars not being able to make the plays at the end. But for the Raiders, Devonte Adams was a big part of them not being able to score points in the second half. Pretty crazy. Had some youngsters playing some more on defense for the Jaguars in this one. Chad Muma got in there quite a bit. He was able to get that pass breakup in the end zone where he didn't even locate the ball, but he was in good position and didn't make contact with the receiver. So he was able to break that one up with his back, his back end there. Buster Brown played a lot at cornerback for the Jaguars, outsnapped Trey Herndon in this one. So you're seeing some of these young players that were not getting playing time early in the season start to earn some. And Overall, I thought Chad and Buster, they weren't perfect, uh, and they're still rookies that, that are inexperienced and have a long way to go, but did they look like they don't belong? I wouldn't say that. It's good to get them more experience. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, Walker Little. This is another one that hasn't been getting a lot of playing time, and it's for obvious reasons. Jawan Taylor is playing the best football of his life. He's been great in pass protection this year for the Jaguars. That's just going to be a fascinating situation where I'm at the point where I don't have a strong opinion either way in terms of how the Jaguars should move forward with Jawan Taylor and Walker Little beyond the 2022 season because Jawan is on the final year of his rookie deal. You've got Walker Little still on his rookie deal for a couple more years. Do you pay Jawan? Because if you do, you're probably going to have to pay him Cam Robinson type money, about $18 million per year. Uh, I think you would like to keep him around because he, like I said, he's playing great. But how does that all work with the salary cap? Do you want to invest that money in Jawan Taylor when you have Walker Little waiting in the wings and maybe you have some needs elsewhere you feel like you need to take care of? Either way, I think they're in a really good position uh, with Jawan Taylor playing the way he is right now. Uh, getting into the coaching beyond Mike Caldwell making some adjustments in the second half. I thought Doug going for field goals, calling a balanced game. That's what this team needs right now. We've been saying that for weeks on end here. Uh, And as this team grows more talented and more experienced and more confident, you can continue to be more aggressive in big moments. But right now you've got to coach what you have. And what you have is a young football team that – in a lot of key situations when you put all the pressure on them to, to make a big throw on fourth down or, or to make a big, um, to make a big conversion, like I said, or, 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 you know, not going for a field goal, not taking the points, not putting yourself up seven. I just think Doug finally coaching to the, to the personnel that they have, was a huge win for the Jaguars, and he needs to continue to do that in certain situations. You don't lose the aggressiveness. You still go for it on fourth down when it makes sense. Uh, but when you have opportunities to, to get points on the board late in the game, you got to take them, and he did that against the Raiders. And, and he also continued to run the ball throughout this contest regardless of the score. I think you've got to do that when you have Travis Etienne playing so well. So very good day from Doug Peterson, the decision maker, the game manager, and the the head coach. And he, he was dialing up some great calls on offense as well, but he does that every single week. So yeah, they've got a 
continue to build off that foundation that they laid against the Raiders. You don't lose your aggressiveness entirely, like I said, but in those very specific situations, understand understand the strengths of the team and the weaknesses of the team. Build off of this one. Now, Jaguars, and we know they came back down 17, got a much-needed victory, you know, broke the five-game losing streak. But there's still some concerns for me in this game. Tackling was still a major issue for the defense. When you miss tackles against faster runners than Josh Jacobs, it's going to be a problem. Um, and, you know, Jacobs was, he was juking him out of their jock straps. He was running through arm tackles, but Josh Jacobs is not a, a burner. He's not going to, he's not going to, you know, run off an 80, 80 yard run on you and, and, uh, and make you pay in that way. But they're going to face some some more explosive runners. They're going to face some more explosive offenses coming up here. And I think they just have to continue to try to improve their tackling ability. And I will say this. They swarm to the football. So if you miss a tackle but you've got two guys right behind you, that's fine. But when it's one-on-one and there's a little bit of space, you've got to at least slow down these runners. The Jaguars haven't done a good enough job in that regard. Again, they do swarm. So you love to see that. But... When it's one-on-one, they do not get the job done very often when it comes to bringing down these ball carriers. So tackling is still a concern for me. Um, And then defensively as well, you're getting some pass rush on the interior from Key and Smoot, but you need Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker to get more pass rush. You also need, when you have opportunities to pick the pass off, got to pick it off. Cisco, he missed a pick six in this one. He also almost had an interception last week. He couldn't quite haul in. Both Darius Williams and Tyson Campbell got their hands on passes that they could have picked off. Devin Lloyd missed that one early in the game that we already talked about. So when you're looking at winning football games and and really putting games away, one way to do that is with interceptions. When you have opportunities to get them, you need to capitalize. I will give Devin Lloyd credit for picking off that lateral late in the game. But, um, you know, this is a team that was capitalizing on all these uh, interceptions early in the, in the season, and they're not doing it as, at, as high of a clip right now. Can they get back to those ways where they, where they make the interceptions that they should make? Like Andre Sisco had a house call on that one. And so you need to see him capitalize on that if the Jaguars want to reach their full potential here in 2022. Uh, no vertical threat on offense. Trevor Lawrence, he was dealing it, but he only threw one ball beyond 20 yards down the field, and that was to uh, to Marvin Jones, one-on-one situation down the left sideline. Marvin's really Marvin, he didn't really make a good effort. It was pretty well covered, but um, you've got to be able to hit three pointers in this league. You've got to be able to hit deep shots. And the Jaguars, I just, I don't think it's the offense. I don't think it's Trevor's inability to hit them. I really think it is just they don't have vertical threats at the receiving position that can really challenge with any consistency right now. I think Christian Kirk, you can get open down the field. Zay Jones, you can get open down the field. Evan Ingram, same thing. But there's no one that you feel, if you're Trevor Lawrence, that that if they're covered one-on-one and you're trying to hit a deep shot, that they're going to come down with it um, more often than not. So this offense, it's begging for Calvin Ridley. 
It absolutely is. And they should get it in 2023. And he's a guy that will be able to create separation deep, go up for 50-50 balls. Uh, He's a tremendous starting wide receiver. He's a top 10 wide receiver in this league, in my opinion, or, or at least very close to it. So getting him getting him into here, getting him into this offense and and in Jacksonville and working with Trevor is going to be huge, but not going to help until 2023. So can you manufacture some shots down the stretch here, uh, back half of the season? I think Jamal Agnew is a player when healthy that you can do some of that with and and probably start to build a foundation there. But right now, the the deep passing game's just not there for the Jaguars at all. And against better teams, I think that's going to be a problem. And speaking of against better teams, the Raiders, they have talent on offense. They have some talent up front on defense. But overall, that was not a good defense that the Jaguars carved up. And credit to Trevor and Travis and these receivers for doing what they needed to do and Doug Peterson as well calling the plays. But that was the 31st ranked defense in DVOA this year from a pass game standpoint, not the hardest test to pass, but they passed it and they do deserve credit for that. And and Jacksonville should enjoy these next few days after a big victory and enjoy victory Monday. But I don't think that you should look at this and, and be like, well, the Jaguars offense is definitely back. Uh, the Jaguars offense is definitely going to find points in every game now. I wouldn't look at it this way. It was a positive step in the right direction, but you're going to face some defenses that bring a lot more uh, to the table than the Raiders did on Sunday uh, coming up here in in the upcoming weeks. Chiefs are up next, uh, but we'll worry about that later on in the week here on Duval Daily. For now, enjoy this victory. Uh, Don't don't overlook the issues that the Jaguars still have, but enjoy this one. You deserve it. You know, five straight losses, and the Jaguars pick up a big win against the Raiders at home in front of the hometown fans. Uh, it's it's a it's a great a great win. This is this is why you're an NFL fan. Why you're a Jaguars fan for for moments like this, and you hope that they can keep building off of it. We'll see how how they do that as the week progresses and as the rest of the season progresses. But right now they're three and six after a big win. They're plus twenty one in point differential, which is still crazy at three and six to be that high above the point differential. But that's where they are. That's where these Jaguars are. They're a young, talented football team. They are not perfect. They do have some chinks in the armor that we've seen. They do have some weak points that we even saw in this contest. Uh, But they were able to get the job done. They didn't make the big mistakes at the end. Doug Peterson called a great game for his personnel, for his current team. And we'll see if they can continue to build off of that. That is going to do it for this show. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. If you want to support the channel further, you can also go check out GenJag.com. We've got our Duval Throwback sweatshirt pre-order available through Tuesday, November 8th. And you can also become a channel member on YouTube. You can get discounts at genjag.com, some other cool perks. Go check it out. Links in the description below. Have a great Victory Monday, Duval. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.